0: We're there, uh, very thankful today to be joined by Brett Pinkerton. He is uh, the son of David Pinkerton, who hosts a radio program here on WXAN, and he also has his primary residence in Buffalo, New York. Brett, thank you so much for your time.
1: No, of course. Thank you for having me.
0: So we are speaking to you currently as you are staying at your father's house. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: So that's uh, here in Southern Illinois in uh, Williamson County?
1: Uh, In Saline.
0: In Saline County, okay. Yes. But you make your primary residence in Buffalo, New York, correct? Yes. And how long have you resided there? I've been
1: there for uh, going on two years now.
0: So were you there whenever the blizzard uh, came to Buffalo?
1: Well... If you're referring to the latest blizzard, um, actually, I was i was technically not. Um, I was present uh, last month. I typically leave twice a year to come back down here to see family, and once in the spring and then once in the early winter, and that typically falls within late December around Christmas time. Um, I was present last month whenever we had our first major whiteout of the year it typically comes in November because the lake has yet to freeze over that early in the um in the fall and winter season and um I had been present for I guess what was what was typically considered a a typical whiteout and uh, for buffalo uh we had gotten in some areas uh free, in my area at least of downtown buffalo we had gotten three feet of snow and in some areas in the south towns like orchard park had gotten exactly around six feet of snow i believe um and i was present for that and um i did uh i was present for uh, a day before the actual storm latest storm hit um last week and traveling conditions my traveling conditions along with many others had to be changed as well to avoid that um but i've been keeping up to date on the sort of fallout from uh, what has become quite uh quite a storm even on uh, even for buffalo records um it's been compared to the whiteout out uh, blizzard of 1977 um, and has, uh, I was just informed, actually surpassed it on quite a few levels um, including the um, wind and the amount of uh, fatalities and things of that nature and major factors like that. Um, so uh, my travel plans were, uh, along with many others, um, impacted by that. And I was fortunate to be able to get out in just enough time to um, avoid the, the, the blowback from what eventually came.
0: Do you know if your home has been damaged in any way by the blizzard or the freezing temperatures?
1: As far as physical damage, I won't know yet until I go, uh, go back. But I can say for certain that I know there were some internal issues. Um, typically, um, because I live near other larger buildings, power is, uh, is not an issue. You know, uh, internet service is not an issue. But for the first time since I've been there, and the first first time in the two years, I actually saw weather related uh, interruptions with service. Uh, my entire work building, which is right next to my uh, apartment building on the same block, both buildings lost power completely. I'm not sure about the rest of how much of the rest of downtown was impacted um i believe there were some i have some friends in the north towns like tonawanda uh who i'm not sure how much um power disruptions they experienced if they experienced any but i do know that roads and severely side roads street roads in the suburbs were severely impacted and my personal home um was left without power for a few days. And as far as I know, uh, restoration has been completed, um, but it, it did take, in fact, a few days. And um, as far as accessibility goes, of course, I wasn't wasn't there, so I'm not quite certain. But I do know that power outages were a huge thing, particularly downtown.
0: What was your biggest concern, either for yourself or for other people that you might have known as you watched the news Headlines begin to stack up.
1: The biggest issue, and I'm guilty of this myself, because um, my, when you when you do move to a not a harsher climate, but a, a particular climate like Buffalo, you do acclimate. Um, and one of the the biggest danger that I've noticed is a kind of I don't want to say an apathy for it, but uh, an expectation toward it. And typically, you know, in Buffalo, our roads, our main roads, are cleared the next day um you know no matter how bad um, the snowfall is we have passable roads by the morning because buffalo is a very prepared city you know when it comes to when it comes to snowfall and ice um and you can develop a kind of a kind of um uh, security that um <laughs> is warranted in most cases but with this particular Uh, they're calling it a blizzard now, Uh, this particular blizzard that came down the pike uh, here this month. One of the things that I think contributed to certain fatalities and certain uh, dire rescue situations was um, an idea that we would be able to, you know, walk through it, be able to drive through it with no issue because certain roads would be cleared and we'd just stay on those roads. Uh, We were not expecting... The uh, for it to last as long as it did. We were not expecting the length and the harsh winds that came. We were looking at snowfall, but not necessarily at those other factors. And so that, I think, the, the idea that we would be able to just go around it sort of throughout, you know, do our daily tasks um, and, you know, avoid it, walk through it, as best we could that I think set up a really uh, dangerous precedent for a lot of people. Um, there were a lot of people trying to, you know, get in, get out at the last minute who immediately found themselves stranded because visibility was completely shot. Um, the winds picked up and, um, you, it was essentially dangerous just to drive a few feet because you couldn't see in front of you. So people found themselves, you know, normal, healthy people who normally wouldn't have, who have homes, have heated homes, um, uh, who live in Buffalo, who are used to the weather. Even they found themselves, um, in situations that they typically are able to avoid because of how prepared Buffalo is, but they had underestimated, uh, as I had too, we had underestimated the impact of, um, what was coming and what eventually developed. And that I think, um, this year aside, that type of, that type of, um, apathy is, is probably one of the most dangerous, um, sort of mindsets for a Buffalonian to have because we take for granted sometimes just how impactful the cold is, how impactful this amount of snow is, because we just get used to it. Um, and even I've been there for a very short time and developed a sort of second skin toward it, I guess you could say. Um, and so that that type of um, maybe, in this case, false assuredness is I think the biggest threat for those like myself who actually live in the city.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of we have so many thunderstorms in southern Illinois between, say, April and July that people become desensitized to the uh, alerts and the watches and the warnings that come out because it's just going to be another summertime thunderstorm until it isn't. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. Uh, I I think I can, not the same weather phenomenon, but somewhat of the same mentality.
1: So, Very easy to take for granted.
0: Exactly, exactly. We're talking with Brett Pinkerton today. He is a uh, Southern Illinois native residing in Buffalo, New York, here visiting a family during the Christmas season. And uh, do you know when uh, you're going to be able to get back to Buffalo? <sighs>
1: Yes. If weather conditions remain as they are, um, which are, um, which are actually looking, um, extremely, extremely warm and extremely positive considering what we've just been through, I should be able to head back, um, hopefully without interruptions on Sunday of this next week, uh, New Year's day. Um, I was fortunate that I was able to bump my travel plans, um, up a day when I was coming down here. I initially, now that I think about this, I kind of cringe at the idea, but originally planned, I was originally scheduled to leave from Buffalo, fly into Chicago, and connect down to St. Louis on Friday of last week. Um, And I was very fortunate in that I had native Buffalonians as coworkers who started throwing up red flags as early as Monday that week and, um, told me that you need to seriously reconsider your travel plans. And, um, by Tuesday I was looking at the news out of Chicago and realized I had to change by at least a day. Um, but that aside, um, barring another, you know, Arctic blast from the North, uh, I am on schedule to leave on New Year's, New Year's Day, January 1st on Sunday.
0: And who do you work for, uh, in Buffalo? <laughs>
1: Well, my day job is with the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs uh, in Buffalo, New York. There are two um, uh, VA offices in the United States. used to be four. One of them in St. Louis, actually, but now there are two um, that handle education uh, for um, veterans and their dependents. One is in Buffalo, New York, where I'm located, and the other one is in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Muskogee typically handles... Uh, states that are in the southern uh, part of the country and the western states typically. And then we handle all the other states in the Midwest and uh, out east and up north. Um, So those are the two major areas for this um, specific type of education service that the VA provides.
0: Well, Brett, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you giving us a little bit of insight into the mentality of the situation there and And we're thankful that uh, you were able to not have to suffer the most severe impacts of it. And we hope that when you get back home that uh, any of the the worst, you know, things that could have happened didn't happen. And so uh, we thank you for your time and hope you have a great day.
1: Absolutely, Well, Thank you for having me.